ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Low Sodium Show. I am your host, Mark Landing Crew Wheeler, and uh, we're going to have fun tonight, y'all. We're going to talk about tournament preparedness. Um, <clears throat> and it's one of those those topics that I, um, I, I, I know firsthand. Um, reason is, is because tournaments are huge in my life. Um, you know, it's something that I do every year. Um, last year I started doing them pretty heavily, um, from basic kayak tournaments to bass tournaments to big boat, big money, marlin tuna tournaments. Um, and preparing for, before you even start, um, you know, a week ahead of time, two weeks ahead of time, um, six months, uh, even, even farther, um, you know, are keys to being successful. Um, and I know some of y'all are going, man, six months from a tournament already preparing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there, there's a lot to it. Um, you know, and, and we're going to talk all about that tonight. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, we've got some people joining in the chat. Remember, guests, you are more than welcome to join us in the chat. You can log in using your um, uh, Facebook, Twitter, any social media to log in. And uh, ask questions. You can also, if you didn't want to chat, call in at any time. The number is 714-816-4727 and join in and, uh, and, and add whatever you, you want to it. Uh, we're here to, to answer any questions. I know we've got a few um, popping in uh, via the Facebook uh, uh, invite, but we're going to have a lot of fun and, and do some great stuff. Now, the great thing about calling in is that I've already got one, and that's my buddy, my pal. You know him. You love him. Mr. Matt Yap Chum Trucks. What's going on, man? Hey, good evening, Mark. Thanks for having me on, man. It's been a while. I'm uh, looking oh, yeah. forward to tonight's show. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah. Tournaments Sounds like it's going to be a really good one. A lot of good yeah, information yeah. on this one. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I fish, uh, I fish, you know, 12 tournaments last year. From kayak to to big boat, um, not as many as I wanted to. I know you're going 12 tournaments. Oh my God! It's like, yeah, you know, it's it's a, it's an investment, but the return from you know is huge in my eyes. I'm a huge competitor, and uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. Um, let me say hello to uh, Miss Tammy Wilson. What's going on? Haven't seen you in a long time. Good to see you on here, Miss Miss Tammy, and she's in the chat room, uh, enjoying things in there. Um, but yeah, we're going to get right to it, talk about that. We're going to talk all about that, all about getting prepared, how I get prepared, okay? And it seems to fall in the same line with a lot of the, the big-time tournament uh, anglers. Um, thing I've learned from Mike Iaconelli, KVD, uh, Gerald Swindell, uh, to the big boat uh, uh, tournament guys. And, and from my own experiences in the kayak fishing tournament scene, from not knowing anything to realizing what I need to have, uh, prepared to be successful, and that's what it's all about. If you're in it for having fun, that's great. For those of you that are looking to uh, possibly make it a, a lifestyle, you're going to definitely want to tune in uh, because I'm I'm getting I prepare every day for my for tournaments throughout the year, and we're going to talk about that. But we were, but we need to take a quick break, all right? And when we come right back, we'll talk about starting to get prepared. First things first. 
But we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more of the Low Sodium Show, only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. Give me the flats of dawn with plenty of tailing fish. And the perfect fly rod. Yeah. And get ready for some magic. What an awesome piece, man. I got one. Oh, damn, I got him. I got him. I got him. Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. Looking for a new cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States? Look no further than Orca Coolers. These roto-molded, rugged coolers feature premium quality, seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca Coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non-slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca Coolers, made 100% in the USA, always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. Listening to the Low Sodium Show on Kayak Fishing Radio with your host, Mark the Landing Crew Wheeler. Alright, and we are back. <laughs> with more of the Low Sodium Show only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. Um let's talk start talking about getting prepared. Okay. Um the first thing to get prepared for any tournament is finding the tournament. Um, finding one that you want to get into, uh, and that, that's 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 the first part of getting prepared, okay. And the first thing I do before I go into any tournament is I research the 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 thought process of going into it. And I and I and that now I'm starting to get pretty deep already, but this is how it works. If I look at a tournament, for instance, um, there's a FLW tournament in June, I think at. Uh, Smith Mountain Lake, okay, it's in the western, western side of Virginia, not West Virginia, but Western Virginia, um, and, you know, it's a big, big tournament, I fished Smith Mountain Lake, I fished it in June, I have an idea of what I want, so, that already puts me at an advantage, okay, that I, I know that's a tournament, so I'll sign up for that, um, you know, I've got a uh, a bass tournament on uh, Kerr Reservoir or Bugs Island, whichever one you want to call it. I fished bugs a few times. I've done. I've been very successful on bugs uh, or Kerr. I know I'll do well there. Um, I've got another one on Lake Anna. I haven't fished Lake Anna a lot, but that's you know another one. Um, you know that's the big thing to success is go start small. Okay. And, and it drives me nuts when these when I hear people saying oh, I'm going to fish bass tournaments. Well, have you fished a tournament before? No, but I, I'm going to fish the you know, a, uh, uh, an open series. Oh, that's great. Open series is one step underneath uh, the elite series. Okay, you know, and the, the I see guys all the time at, at bass tournaments showing up. You know, I just bought this boat two days ago. You know, and I signed up for this tournament. It's like, really? <laughs> And then they wonder why they don't do well while they're fighting the boat, fighting their co-angler, fighting everything else. Um, you know, and it just turns into this big brouhaha. But I find that that is something that is preventable. Do preparation. That's what we're getting at. Um, so this year I have 
already in my my lineup, and, it's, and it seems like a lot. All five of the kayak uh, 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 ABA Virginia side uh, tournaments. Okay, and we're talking everything from um, oh bugger all, uh, Bugs Island, James River, Lake Anna, um, you know Potomac, Susquehanna Flats. All of these, you know, different areas. Plus Maryland. I have three in Maryland. I have one in Alabama, um, and it's and it coincides with the uh, uh, Bassmaster Classic. Okay, on another lake, the week before. You know, I've got three or four like that. But all the tournaments that I sign up for personally, because I'm still in a amateur side. Okay are all ones that I know that I can go into and, and do well in. And I know it sounds crazy, but that's how I, I do it. The positive thing about that is that I'm not going into it nervous because I know I'm going to do well. That's the biggest side of, of being a, a bass or any tournament angler is knowing that you can be successful. Okay, If you go into a tournament and go, I'm not going to be successful, you're not going to be successful. But if you go into it with the mental, okay, and we're talking a lot about mental while, during tonight's show, being mentally strong, okay, to be able to go, I got this, is by far the most important part, okay, uh, of this whole, whole get-up. Um, so I've got these tournaments lined up, okay. For instance, and I'm, and I'm going to use... Um, uh, Kerr Reservoir as my basis, okay, um, for tonight's show. Reason is that's one of my first tournaments, okay. When I signed up for it, when the they opened up the uh, the registration, I immediately signed up for all the tournaments that I'm going to fish for that day. Make sure I had a spot, basically. Along with that, I started researching those areas excuse me and in research you know it could be different things it could be actually fishing that that body of water okay and get an idea just just being out there understanding how the you know northeast wind does this and this 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 and you know understanding the bottom um, for me I buy a map Okay, I've got maps in my garage of all the lakes I might possibly fish for a tournament. So I set them up, I get everything ready, and I look at and I and I break down that lake. Okay, I've talked about my number system before. Um, basically, what a number what my number system is is I go in and actually will pick out. You know, uh, a point is one point. Off that point, I can see there's gravel. That's two points. With the transition to sand, that's three. And then I know, because I've been there, that there's uh, overhanging trees and a large clump of grass. That's four, five, and six. So that's a six-point spot. Okay. Off that point now, I've got a secondary. Now that's a seven-point area. That's an area I'm going to want to really focus on, okay, if I'm fishing by myself. Okay. You know, so I'll have I'll break down that whole map. I'll break down the lake. It'll take me two or three days to fully break down that lake. Um, 
on, on paper. I'll then go out to that lake and look at all those areas. And if I'm riding the boat and I look over and I see a spot, I look at my, my map, and it's you know not a point, but it's a uh, you know a depression, almost semi-cove-ish looking thing with a you know with really good good structure or or just looks fishy. I'll go over there and I'll mark it on my GPS and do all those things. Prepping for that is huge. Um, KVD goes even farther than that. He'll go out on the on the lake a month, two months, three months before. If he's never been there before, which I, you know, it's very doubtful, and he'll go in there and he'll ride it in his boat, get an idea of his areas, and then he pays for a, a guy to take him up in a plane for him to fly over that lake a few times to just look at it. Uh, you know, Matt, that's insane that he that he's paying money to fly up there, right? To get a better vantage point, because we all know the higher you are, the better you can see things. And he said he's been up there and seen points in the middle of a lake, right, that he didn't have on the map, because they were just put in on the maps five or six years old. That he was able to go in, you know, with the GPS to go, there's my spot. I'm going to fish that, because I know they're going to be deep, and they're going to be working those points. You know, and that, that's insane, you know. Just like absolutely insane. You know, that's being prepared. That's, that's, that's building that confidence. And, of course, we're going to talk lots of confidence tonight and the mental side and, and, and everything else. Um, one of the things that I find that a lot of tournament anglers don't do is research, okay? They think that, you know, every bass is the same, every ice is the same, or, or, or and that's the biggest misconception. Even saltwater, that, you know, uh, every redfish is a redfish is a redfish. Kinda. For those that know that travel a lot, know that a redfish in Virginia keys off and does absolutely different things than a redfish in the Keys, or on the Space Coast, or on the Pensac or in Pensacola, or in Texas or Louisiana. It's a completely different animal, different things. Granted, you can still use some of the same tactics, but the baits, the the way you approach it, are different. The areas are, you di are different. The techniques are different. And that's what makes you a great angler, is being able to go, okay, I need to do some research. Now I'm going to use bass a lot, and I apologize to the, to the salt guys, but this is the low-sodium show, so bear with me, okay? When I go to my bass tournaments, and I'm going to talk a lot about boat b tournaments, because that's where my money is made, is I use magazines a lot. Um, Bassmaster has a gr the Bassmaster website. You can go in if you're a member and literally look at Bassmaster magazines from way back, and we're talking 10, 15, 20 years, okay? And you can see the, the you know the the gentle glide of knowledge. Uh, pick out patterns, okay? Uh, for instance, Kerr Reservoir had a Bassmaster Classic back in the early 90s for three years in a row. Yeah, it was three years in a row. And I, every year, they all kind of worked out the same. Um, same baits, same tactics. But, the pisser of it all was that it was different anglers. And they didn't fish the same areas. And I looked at it, and I actually went back, and I looked at the, the weather, okay? So they kind of gave me an idea of what the weather were doing, what it was doing, and, you know, kind of 
ballparked it. But I was able to go back and, and weather data and look at, okay, for two of those days, it was raining on the one tournament. It was this, it was that. And the, the, the baits kind of switched and kind of evolved, and the tactics evolved with the weather. And that brought up, okay, so one tournament, it was raining its butt off the whole time. The next one was high, was, was, a, was a, a sunny with the low pressure coming in for the last day. And the last one was just high pressure, you know, really rough fishing. You know, having that knowledge going, okay, I've literally got three books that I have in my lap right now with, with notes from those magazines, okay, just to get that, that knowledge of that area, okay. And, and like the, I have a, uh, I'm trying to get into a tournament on, on Lake Wheeler in Alabama. Um, and I've never been there, but being intelligent enough to, to realize, okay, I need to do this to be able to be successful there is, is the most important part, okay? And, and I've, gotten, I've got a whole notebook with notes from that lake, so I, I'm literally walking up there with what I need to have, okay, I know that in 84, um, Denny Brower went into there and flipped and pitched the docks, because it was a little deeper, and did very well. The next year, he went into there and bombed it, because the water level was down, he didn't have the structure. So, I know, okay, flipping and pitching would be the top priority, if X is set, is set. If not, I have B to set because KVD went in there four years ago and tore him up on a lipless crank when the water was down. Aha, shad. Okay, and I start breaking that down. You know, areas of the lakes broken down. So literally, I could take a notebook with basic notes, put it in my back pocket, and have it for my knowledge when I get out there. And that is huge. That's how you build that, your, your knowledge base, build your experience base to be successful. Um, and that's a great thing to have. Okay, and that's being prepared. And that's huge. That's absolutely huge. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come right back, we're going to start talking, okay, you're two or three days out from the tournament, how to get your gear set up. You've got your notes. You know what works. And you're the backseat. You're the kayak angler. You've got to get things right. How do you get set up, okay, so you're not losing your mind the night before? We'll talk more about that when we come right back with more of the Low Sodium Show, only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. Bull Bay Custom Rods are handcrafted, designed, built by fishermen for fishermen. Each plank goes through a rigorous stress test to ensure the highest quality, period. You can actually feel the action of the bite as well as lure vibration through the foregrip, made with the highest quality components and made to your specifications. Full Bay Custom Rods bring innovation to your hands. Go to bbrods.com to check out some amazing custom rods. Full Bay Custom Rods, built by fishermen for fishermen. Welcome to kayakfishingradio.com. Submit your local fishing report to be aired on Kayak Fishing Radio and the Kayak Fishing Radio iPhone and Android app. Please follow these steps. 
Step 1. Create a Skype account. Step 2. Add Kayak Fishing Radio to your contacts on Skype. Step 3. Call Kayak Fishing Radio and you will hear a recorded greeting. Start recording after the tone. If you do not have a computer or access to one, you may call in via phone at 404-890-5232. That's 404-890-5232. about gear but first we have a guest uh a caller um ladies and gentlemen what's going on man <laughs> hi mark what's going it's on bud? how are you it's cold yeah yeah it's yeah. it's uh it is freezing here right now uh I, you know I, I i i trapped during the the off season um and i was breaking ice and trying to get some of my 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 muskrats and stuff like that, and toes frozen. Oh, it was awful this morning. But uh, I know some folks are, are doing worse than I am. But uh, yeah. cool, man. Yeah. So what's up? Um, well, I saw your um, – I didn't know what you were going to be talking about tonight. Uh, I, I mentioned tournaments, and, you know, we, we, I don't know, we, we, we like, we're getting a, a, a huge interest of kayak fishing in the Midwest now. Right. And uh, we've offered tournaments for the last eight years, and now they're starting to grow. And we've been looking into how do we ensure our events, you know, to protect ourselves from liability-wise. And and uh, there's another gentleman, uh, Raf Vargas, you may have heard of him, I don't know, uh, from Omaha, and he's got a big one going. And we just want we just want to protect everybody from you know something would happen, and and uh, we because we want to make it fun and keep it that way and keep it low key like we have had it. And uh, so, you know, we're just looking at ways to protect ourselves. So if anybody has any ideas, we we welcome them. You know. Yeah, and and I, I, my knowledge of that side is is limited. I do know because I've I've been there, done that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. and it, there are companies out there that really specialize in, um, you know insurance for tournaments now with that being said um you you, you're not going to be able to protect everyone and that's why you need the liability waiver um clause you know because if you last thing you need to have is insurance no clause and have a a guy go out there and stab himself with a fillet knife and now it's on Mm -hmm. you you know what i mean you know as long as yeah. people understand that you are, you know, that, that kayak fishing or fishing in general is dangerous, okay? I, I mean, uh, people go, this fishing is dangerous. I was like, watch your Bill Dance bloopers video, okay? It's dangerous. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and be truthfully honest, you really don't want to have the insurance, from what I understand from a lot of places, um, mainly because... You're basically the way it was explained to me is that mm-hmm. when you have insurance, automatically 
you are basically pleading guilty to anything that might ever mm-hmm. happen. Guy yeah. stubs his finger or gets a you know a cuticle torn, and magically now mm-hmm. you're liable for that injury if that makes any right. sense. But if you have a liability waiver that says, says listen, mm-hmm. you know this is dangerous. We don't because you are, mm-hmm. you know, we're not forcing you to do this. You know, you are mm-hmm. basically coming into it, you know, with mm-hmm. a knowledge of that. Yeah, you could get hurt. You know, you are doing this voluntarily. You know, we're not, you know, twisting your arm or losing your mind or anything else. You know, mm-hmm. that we don't ha- we we are not responsible for anything that mm-hmm. happens during tournament hours. Now, with that being said, if you hold a big banquet or whatever, then I, it would behoove you to have that insurance because what happens if you know a lot of places will will need you to have that insurance. You know, if you have 150 people and all of a sudden, you know, you know, Joe Schmuckatelli mm-hmm. has a heart attack. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it you've got to cover that 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 rear posture area, and and that's you know, mm-hmm. and that all comes down to having that that having someone who who is in the legal side who can advise um, the NATA North American Tournament Association. Um, they deal with fishing tournaments. You know, you can call mm-hmm. them, but of course, they're insurance companies. They're going to want to try to sell you the insurance. Right. You know, right. Uh, for for me, what I would do, and, and Matt, I've been trying to unmute you, dude. It keeps on saying you're unmuted. You there, buddy? Uh, me, Marty. Me? Well, Marty, yeah, I, I've got. Yeah, I got you, buddy. Um, Hello. Okay. I'm still here. I'm sorry. Matt keeps on messaging me. Yeah, unmute me, and I'm I've I'm had him unmuted and everything else. Um, oh. But but yeah, it's you know what I would do is I'd call five I, I call five or six different places and ask them. Yeah. Also get a a lawyer. You know, and and don't try to pay for it. Be smart. Find a guy that is going to be in the tournament anyway, and tell him, hey, we'll take care of your registration if you can help us out. You see what I'm saying? Don't you know? Don't be sticking yourself, you know, with a thousand dollar bill because that's going to be have to be paid somehow, and you know yeah. that means you know less, you know, prizes, less prize money, you know, right. less ability to do things. So you, you've got to figure out how to fig, you know, get that all set up. Um, you know, for for what I would do is contact those that are that are actually. Doing large tournaments, you know, uh, and I know I've got some people that are like that just don't want to deal with them. But Chad Hoover, okay, Chad would be a great one to call, you know, um, and be like, hey, Chad, you know, what would you do for this? And he's going to tell you it's something probably different. But this is what I'm going off of. I, you know, I've helped with a with a handful of tournaments, and, and, you know, just my knowledge, my my base of of thought, okay, and and. You know, a lot of people have their own things. I know uh, Matt helped. Uh, um, I know Matt worked on setting up a tournament and everything else. Matt, do you have any uh, anything you want to add to that? All right, am I on that? Yeah, man, you were on earlier. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> um, no, I, I've been running. I run a uh, tournament up here in New Jersey. I've been running it for six years now. Um, all I've ever done was. Um, was have everybody sign the uh, limited liability forms, and that, that's the way I've done it for the past six years, and it's never been a problem. 
and uh, we actually mm-hmm. run it alongside at Elks Lodge, and mm-hmm. they have their own insurance on their side because they run a banquet. It's um, it, it depends if you're going to have food or, or where your event's going to be at or uh, where the venue is, because mm-hmm. a lot of like parks they require you to have a permit, so you just got to mm-hmm. check into that. You might need insurance on that side, but um, for, as far as the kayak fishing portion. The, the limited liability waivers that, that just say you're at risk for whatever you do. Um, you know, there's no liability onto anybody affiliated with this mm-hmm. tournament and signed and dated, and you just don't want to lose that paper in case something happens. But, um, right. yeah, if, if you want, uh, give me your email address. I'll send you the limited liability form uh, that we use, and and uh, mm-hmm. you could use that as a format if you want. Uh, yeah, we, we've been, I've offered, I've done nine tournaments. Um, starting eight years ago, and um, we've used the limited liability form in all of them, and it's worked very well. Um, okay. I just got a little um, this past fall when when I went to the Spooky Bass one, and Raft had a guy fall in in that forty-something degree water, and you know it was if he wouldn't have had a jacket on, he'd he's a goner, you know, in, in that in that water, and so I thought, you know, would I be liable if they signed that paper? And they still did something like that, you know. No, and, and, and also, that's not. You shouldn't be. And no, especially because, uh, in your yeah. tournament rules, the number one rule usually is you must be wearing a PFD. <laughs> yeah, so. we have that. We have that rule. Yeah, and right. if they don't have it on, they're disqualified. They're, we disqualify them if they don't have it on. Even and that's has to be has to be uh, buckled, you know. Um, right. The other thing is I right. guide too. I guided several. I mean, for the same amount of years, about nine years now. And um, we we did offer insurance a couple years, and it was so expensive. And I thought, man, this is a waste. And and so we stayed with our form, and we haven't had any problems, you know, with, with that. Right. Because I mean, that's they're volunteering to come in, and but they are we're, we're charging them, you know, to come in and fish. But we we go over all safety precautions beforehand, and I have a form of everything listed on it that I use that I got from a legal person, um, and it works pretty and, well. And and we, what yeah. would be good is we could trade even, you know, I'd email you mine and email me yours and kind of compare. Sure. Yeah, and that, you know, and the, the the biggest thing with the insurance is is that once they leave your eyesight with a lot of tournaments, mm-hmm. you, you're not liable for what, they, what happens, from what I understand. You know, the moment they, yeah. you know, they sign it, they understand that you could mm-hmm. possibly die. You know, this is mm-hmm. not no joking around yeah. kind of thing. Oh, you know, yeah, and 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 if that guy would have fell in, because he fell in, when he fell in, and yeah. he and he, if he would have perished, you wouldn't, because mm-hmm. he, if he would have signed that, you would have had that. They would have tried to take you to court. Actually, I know what's going to happen. I know it, it happened uh, to another my uh, buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. You put that in front of the court and said he signed this, knowing, and we explained it to him, mm-hmm. knowing mm-hmm. that. This is going to be dangerous. You have a possibility of, of, of perishing. As long as you have that in there, and as long as they understand that, yes, you might die, um, then you're, you're, he's going to be like, hey, he knew it was probably going to happen. He, he took his chances, and look what happened. Nothing you can do. Yeah. So, you know, that that's the biggest thing is, is uh, yeah, talking about that. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. It, it, and, and, you keep it fun, yeah, but you ahead. have to protect that, 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 that nether region yeah. below the belt. Right. Exactly, and now uh, we also we we have permits for our tournaments. We fish at public lakes, and there, there's never never been a problem getting a permit. 
Um, one, I had to pay for one in Iowa for this next September. And But the the cool thing is the awards are going to be done at the Bro, uh, Bass Pro Shop store. First one ever. Cool. So that'll be kind awesome. of good exposure for Kai in there. Oh, know. yeah, man. Nice. Awesome. So you're going to have uh, food and everything and the awards at the at the Bass Pro Shop? Yeah, they're going to have... Uh, the, what's that uh, grill called there? Buck something? I don't know. Um, there's a grill uh, in the, a rest in there. Oh, uh, okay. Cool. Um, Uncle Buck's or something like that, I think. Um, oh, they had the Isla Morata grill. They might all have different ones. I don't know. But I know this one here is like a barbecue joint, I think. And they're going to offer like two free dinners and then a discount to eat there or whatever at, while we're there. So. And then we're going to give away a kayak at the store. Nice. Kind of cool. Very nice. The main thing is exposure. Exposure for kayak fishing, that's all we're about. I mean, and that's what it's all about right about now. And, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's hard, but it's, it's what's got to mm-hmm. be done. Um, oh, yeah. It's... Go ahead. Oh, I'm good. Okay. Um, so <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to take another quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about gear preparation um, up to and including the night and day before um, that tournament that you might be fishing. So we'll be right back with more of the Low Sodium Show, only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. Does that sound get you excited it should i know i'm excited already and you can get that sound by fishing with unfair lures unfair lures has literally taking florida gulf coast and the east coast by storm with our line of awesome awesome inshore lures as well as many of those lures being available to fish offshore trolled cast doesn't matter Turn fishing into catching with Unfair Lures. Turn, go to unfairlures.com or your local tackle shop. Request they have them, pick some up, and get out there and catch some fish. Again, go to unfairlures.com. Let them know that the Little Sodium Ship sent you. Folks, you've heard me talk about Tommy Head Jigs. How I've been out there fishing with them, loving them doing the great things that they do. But the great thing about Tommy Head Jigs is that you can do stuff like this on big old bass, on that bull redfish, big black drum, gator trout, heck on anything. Tommy Head Jigs truly will enhance your fishing ability. With the, with the double collar system, being able to change baits in a split second with the same jig head will help you be more successful on your next fishing trip. So go to TommyHeadJigs.com, check them out, pick up a pack or two. You will save yourself room and money by enjoying yourself with Tommy Head Jigs. So again, go to TommyHeadJigs.com. For more information. Hey, 
you are listening to The Low Sodium Show on Kayak Fishing Radio with your host, Mark, the Landing Crew Wheeler. Alright, alright, alright. Every time I hear this one, man, it always makes me want to be like, thank you, come again. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> we should be kayak fishing in India. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I, I, I've, I've been to Goa, man, and Goa. <laughs> I like that new link commercial you got there for the Tommy Head Jake, man. I like it. Oh, yeah. It's... <laughs> I, I literally, that is going to be the sound when I'm in um, uh, Kerr Reservoir in uh, in March because the, the emergent vegetation comes up and those bass will come up and really work that area plus they bring the reservoir up about four feet and it literally will feet will flood these people's yards and, and parks and stuff like that where you're you're pitching on a picnic table <laughs> where you're coming in literally i've caught bass on a stop sign all right so it is absolutely awesome i love it and that's why i designed you know the the bomb dropper was because two years ago i was fishing Kerr. And that's what we were doing. We were fit. We we were pitching and, and flipping, and you know, literally, you know, there was a trash can that the I was a uh, backboat at the time. There was a trash can, and the guy come, motors up to it and flips it. Bass hits it. Bass hit it. He wrapped around the uh, the the post on this trash can because it was one of the park cans. So when he set the hook, that sucker spun around, and he needed a heavy-duty rod. And I watched him break his rod, and I realized I needed a better rod. Plus, fishing down in Florida, flipping, flipping and pitching the mats and stuff like that, you need something heavy, and that's where I got that uh, idea from. Um, yes, you, you can you can definitely uh, plan the tournament there if you know where it's going to flood and when the tournament's going to be, because you can find out where all the park bench trucks are going to be. Oh my God, dude! It's literally you can go in there. And the, it's a large enough lake that you – I've broke it down into five sections, um, you know. And at any point in time, literally, you could go around a – I've seen it. You go around a point, completely different water clarity, water temperature, depth, everything. So your 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 um, techniques have got to change. And it, it's, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. Uh, you know, same thing with Smith Mountain. It's a huge lake, and there's so much different substrate and bottom contours and depths and and everything else. And there's some big pigs in there too. That literally, you can you've got to fish it smart, and it's it's very hard sure. to do, um, especially being a backboater because you have no control. You can't just you know go. I'm going to change over here. No, you've got a guy who's actually in charge of where the boat goes. So it makes it kind of difficult and. Uh, you know, but you gotta gotta pay your dues before you can can run up front, and you can tell the difference between guys that have done it for a while, who've paid their dues and now have a bass boat. You know, they know what they're doing, they know how to work it. Between those guys that bought a bass boat or got one for Christmas, and think uh, they're gonna be the next KVD, <laughs> it ain't happening. You know what I mean? So you know, those are all things that uh, that get done, but. We're, going to, we're talking about tournament preparedness, folks, and one thing that that will kill, without even being mentally prepared, without being knowing the lake you're, you're on, because you could just BS, you know, kind of just kind of go with with anything, um, on a, on a, you know, as baits or anything else. Uh, but you can't. 
you can't go into it without knowing what gear you have, quality gear, the right gear. Because you can catch or hook into a thousand fish, but as long as those thousand fish have broken every last line, you know, bait off your, your, your line, you're, you're screwed. You're not going to win no tournament, okay? And that's when the mental side starts getting down. So we're going to talk about gear, okay? And I start from about a week out, all right? So let's say I've got a tournament um, February 7th, okay? February 1st is when I start getting my gear ready. Is when I start purchasing, I'll start purchasing baits, you know, five, six, seven, eight weeks, you know, in advance. Um, but I'll really do my purchasing about a week before that tournament. That's when I can tell what the water temps are. And this is very important stuff, is water temps, what the bar- barometer probably is going to do, where the low pressure is, where's, where all these little things are. So this way I know what gear I'm taking. And because I am sitting in the back seat, now this is for a back seat angler on a bass boat, is the same, has the same space limitations as a kayak angler, okay? And I know some of you are going, it's a bass boat. You got, no, 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 no. That bass, that, that boater is his boat. He can load it up with everything and not give you an inch of space, okay? Most of them won't do that, but I've been on ones that have, okay, that have been big enough Ds, all right? Literally, you're know, like, hey, do I, can I get a, a hatch? And he's like, no. Just keep it down there and out of my way. And it's like, all right. Um, and it's, it's going to happen. Okay, so that, so what I take from from kayak angling being limited in my what I can bring. Okay, settle down, Fido. Um, yeah. Limited what I can bring to you know rods I can bring and everything else is, is how we're going to incorporate everything in here today. So about a week beforehand, I start looking at what is the, you know, the baits that, that are going to be successful. Um, and again, I'm going with what I know from Kerr Reservoir. Uh, my first sermon there is in March, March or April. And again, I talked about how the water rises. I know I'm going to be flipping. I know I'm going to be pitching. Most likely be throwing shaky heads, soft plastics. Uh, with the American Bass Anglers Association, you're allowed to throw Alabama rigs. I'm going to throw them a lot because that's the time where the baby... Uh, where, where shad start to spawn, you get the emergent shad, you get the emergent bait fish, because the water temps are hitting that 50, 55 degree mark. Okay, maybe some bass will be on bed in the little deeper areas when water comes down. You know, these are all things that I've got to consider, and baits I've got to plan. Okay, so what I have is I've went out and I bought myself a great um, bag. It's, it's a shoulder carry bag. Okay, it holds, I don't even know the name, it's, it's been used so much, I've lost all the stuff on it, it's dirty and nasty, but it's my bag. Okay, it carries six Plano boxes, the basic box, okay, it's got pockets on either side, on the front, on top, okay, that'll hold my soft plastics. In my Plano boxes, I carry all the hooks I possibly could need. From size one shake, uh, drop shots, all the way up to seven extra wide, seven extra wide gap, freak nasty worm hooks. Okay, those are on one box. My next box has all my my other terminal tackle, my weights, swivels, um, pegs, everything that I might need. My next box 
crankbaits. Actually, I have two boxes of crankbaits. Okay, and and my I've actually limited my terminal for this next tournament I've, uh, for this Kerr tournament where it's all one box. Okay, the hooks, weights, all in one box. I got two boxes of lipless and, and, and crankbaits. Okay, one's lipless, one's crankbaits, ranging from you know short shallow divers to deep divers, depending on what I'm doing. And I know that lake really those bass really key on from experience and from my knowledge, you know, darker backed colors. So blues, purple, uh, deep purples, blacks, crankbaits. And I'll buy two or three of that color and put it in there. You don't want to be getting on a bite and break a bill off your crankbait. Now you're SOL. See what I'm saying? So I put those in there. All right, those are three. On my, on my uh, fourth box, okay, are spinner baits, buzz baits, Top waters, okay. I don't use a lot of spinner baits. I'm not a big spinner bait guy. It's just not me, okay. But I'll put a few in there just for that reaction bite stuff like that. My next box is going to be my jig heads, Tommy head jigs, of course, okay. The, that's that's that box, along with another box with my power team lures. And I, I don't know, Marty, have you uh, if you had a chance to use these dang things? But they are absolutely amazing. Um, I don't know in, in Nebraska if you guys throw the craws or anything like that, but their uh, um, craw d'oeuvre is absolutely awesome. I mean, throw it on a shaky head and go to town. Um, you know, the, the, the JP Hammer Shad, absolutely amazing on a drop shot. Um, it's just kick-ass right now. Um, yeah, you know, so, yeah, we use a lot of power, power team craws. Yeah, I mean, just great stuff. Um you know, and then, you know, I've, my other boxes kind of go with, with you know, whatever I need. You know, confidence baits, whatever else, go in that thing. So I've got all my baits. I've got them all. Everything's labeled, okay? Crank baits, lipless cranks, blah, blah, blah. So I can open up the front, see the box, pull it out, and I know what's there. Everything on the top is labeled, okay? Everything on the bottom is labeled. So literally, I'm not wasting time going, okay, this is the crank baits and which ones that look for and you look around the box literally I look on top I go okay I need a you know 60 foot diving crankbait with a with rattles and uh, you know lavender shad Bop, right there it is grab it and go um, you know that, that, that's all things that you need to understand with mm-hmm. tournament fishing what was that anyway what? Um, sound like uh, a dryer just uh, stopped yeah um <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, those, those are all things that, that, that you know, term fishing really has to, you know, evolve with, with yourself and, and be not knowledgeable to know that you're not being successful if your line's not in the water. Uh, so, you know, streamlining all that, all the plastics I might need and everything else. And then that comes down to rods, rods, reels, and line. I always, always, always clean my reels Two weeks before the tournament. reason I do that is I'll use them a little bit. I never like to go into a tournament with a freshly cleaned reel. Because what I, might, what I find happens sometimes is that if, I, if someone else cleans a reel or I, or I clean a reel and I screwed up somewhere, I didn't get the dog right or whatever, now I'm out there, it doesn't work, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. I, just, I, have, a, I have a rod and reel down. So two weeks ahead of time, I can use a little bit, get them, get them working, 
make sure they're, you know, up to par for what I'm doing. Rods, make sure I don't bust any guides. Make sure all the guides are good. And I do this about three days ahead of time. Because if I need to, I can rip that guide off and put a new one on. No issues. I actually have a box that stays in my truck with all of my... Um, with all of my guides for all my rods. And the great thing about Bull Bay Rods is... And because they are my sponsors and everything else, i got to give love out to them. Um, when... It starts getting tournament time. I'll send them an order of just guides. I just want extra guides. So this way, if I bust a guide the night before I'm moving stuff around, I can go in there, throw some thread on it, you know, rip it off, throw some thread on, throw some, some uh, zap gap on there, and I'm rocking and rolling for the next day. You know, that that's all, you know, prepping for, for any adversity. Um... And now it comes you mean down you don't bring your uh, your rod tying gear and everything? Oh, dude! <laughs> Half the time I'm sleeping in my truck before a tournament. <laughs> that uh, sounds kidding. familiar. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, I drive six, seven hours. I get there, I do the captain's meeting, and then I, you know, I'm so exhausted I just pass out in my truck after getting some other stuff ready. And then the, the night before, I always redo all my line. Something I do. It's, a, it's an OCD thing. Make sure I have the best line, the cleanest line, the newest line on that rod. Leaders tied. Ready to rock and roll in the morning. And then I get sleep. Okay. I have fished so many tournaments with, like, no sleep. I'm a mess. I'm losing my mind. Okay. And... I did that for the first three years of my tournament career. Um, then last year, I got smart. <laughs> I said, screw that. Sleeping in my truck and everything else, not sleeping and, and whatever else. Granted, I got the cheapest hotel room, and some of them are in literally areas that you might not want to get out of the truck to walk the five feet to the hotel room door. But it's a bed great thing that I do. Okay, and I actually learned this from uh, Gerald Swindell and Ike Anelli, uh when I, w I had an opportunity to talk to them about this the one time. It's what they do is they bring their own sheets and pillow. Right? And, and, and as uh, Swindell puts it, pillow and a tarp to put over the mattress. <laughs> and they go ahead and they strip the bed and they put their own stuff down. The reason is it makes them feel like they're home. Right, and it makes you feel more secure. Um, I can't do sleeping bags anymore. I get too hot. Literally, I I bring two sheets and my my one blanket, um, and and I'm I'm copacetic because I, uh, I I I can never be I'm either too cold or too warm or not happy. Um, and I, and I that's that's what I do now. Because um, I find that if I get some sleep, I'm you know, it's just like anyone else. You get, you know, a good night's sleep. <coughs> you can come into that tournament now with a clear head, clear conscience. You're rested. You're going to be, you know, kicking and, and screaming and, and do what you need to do to win. Okay? And that, you know, is humongous. Now, along with that, proper nutrition. Okay? 
is another huge step in, in being prepared for a tournament. Um, and what I find is that if I, the night before, eat like a pig, okay, and suck down five Big Macs and, uh, you know, and a side of fat, okay, it literally affects me the next day. So now I got the BGs. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, peeling the paint off the 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 boat because you know I'm just blowing it up. You know, those are all things. Um, you know that that come into it. So what I do the night before is I get a good meal, go to bed. I get up extra early. You know, having extra <laughs> alarms are great. Uh, you don't want to be late. I get all my gear set, last-minute checks, get everything right, have my coffee, and I go get a good breakfast. Okay. Really good breakfast, and and getting things done right. Um, now, Tam, what are you talking about, the most important term of preparation of all? <laughs> and uh, welcome, Vicky. Good to see you finally got in here. Um, welcome. Uh, we got Tam, Unu, Moss, Yak Chum. Uh, I saw Chris Johnson in here earlier. A few others. Welcome, y'all. Not being, uh, uh, not forgetting, y'all. Um, it's the perfect socks. Oh, my God. I don't wear socks at tournaments. It's, I just don't. What are you beating on there, there, Matt? What? <laughs> you, I I'm just trying to type, so I'm holding the phone on my shoulder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. um, you know, those are all things that I do before a tournament. And that's a lot of what a lot of guys do now. Um, and, you know, if you're just out to have fun, you don't have to do any of this. Okay? You don't have to do any of it whatsoever. But if you want to make this in your career, in your life, you know, you got to really take those extra steps to be successful. Simple as that. All right, when we come right back, we're going to have our our outro and uh, talk about next week's show. So stay, keep, I'm telling you, don't go anywhere. So we'll be right back with more of the Low Sodium Show only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. Having a hard time explaining which kayak fishing accessories you'd like to find under your tree this year? ACK.com makes it easy with our holiday gift guide full of top gifts for kayak anglers. With over 300 models of kayaks, canoes, and paddle boards to choose from, as well as all the top accessory brands like Scotty, Ram, and Yak Attack, our selection and prices can't be beat. Place your order and we'll get it to your door with same-day shipping for in-stock items. Plus, we're celebrating the holidays by offering free shipping on all orders for a limited time. Yes, that means on kayaks, too. Free shipping offer excludes Hobie kayaks, paddleboards, and accessories, as well as any hazardous items and order shipping to Hawaii, Alaska, and international destinations.
kayakfishingradio.com. To submit your local fishing report to be aired on Kayak Fishing Radio and the Kayak Fishing Radio iPhone and Android app, please follow these steps. Step 1. Create a Skype account. Step 2. Add Kayak Fishing Radio to your contacts on Skype. Step 3. Call Kayak Fishing Radio and you will hear a recorded greeting. Start recording after the tone. If you do not have a computer or access to one, you may call in via phone at 404-890-5232. That's 404-890-5232. Jackson Kayak literally is revolutionizing the world of kayak fishing again. Folks, I don't know if you've had a chance to read it. Go to yakangler.com. Check out the review of the big rig by my main man, Mr. Chris Funk. Literally, it is the biggest kayak I have ever been in or seen. It is absolutely awesome. It paddles like a dream. Yeah, 37 inches wide, it's not a slob. Get out there and fish that turn, fish that boat, I'm telling you. Go to your local dealer, demand that you try out a big rig, demo it, and see for yourself why Jackson Kayak is leading the industry, hands down. So go to jacksonkayak.com or your local dealer, and let know the Low Sodium Show sent you. This is how I deal with all my tournaments, okay? And, and and my experiences, my knowledge, everything I do is based off of what others have told me. You know, no reason to go into a tournament and, and make the same mistakes as someone else. You know, and everything's different and everything's personal, so you've got to get out there and fish those tournaments to find the, excuse me, find what you need to do, okay? Um... Now, along with that, find what you what's comfortable for you. It's the biggest thing. Find what's comfortable for you. If you don't feel comfortable going into a tournament, then you know it's uh, you know what's the point. Now, one last thing I didn't mention is the captain's meeting. This is where you can really learn a lot of knowledge. And also, make sure that all of your rules are explained to you. Because you do not want to be disqualified from a tournament because you can... Saying, I just didn't know, or I didn't know, is not an excuse. Okay? 
During that time, if you have any questions, don't go to another competitor. Okay, don't go to anyone else. Find the one who wrote up the rules or the, the president. Most likely he's going to grab three or four people himself and pull them all together. Okay, explain this rule. Okay, make sure this is right. Make sure I understand myself. Make sure I understand yourself. Make sure that we are all on the same page. When I do that, I literally carry a, a voice recorder. I've seen too many guys get screwed. Okay, because one tournament official said something, but it really was this, and now you're SOL. So, I'm telling you, cover your, your derriere. Okay, and 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 make sure that you're, you're you're golden. Okay, biggest thing, biggest thing. All right, coming up for next week's show. I've had some people ask me about freshwater stripers, so we're going to touch on freshwater stripers. We're going to talk you mean hybrid about stripers, right? No, freshwater, no, true stripers. Landlocked. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you got some down to yourself. That's something new to me. <laughs> um, what if somebody just put a striper in a, in, a, uh, in a pond one day, and all of a sudden it was landlocked striper season? Um, yeah, basically that's how it happened. A lot, you know, a lot of these guys... I guess we'll find out next this. week. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, cool. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for uh, setting that up for me without any prior knowledge. Um, <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> so we're, we're going to see how you know we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about how to get your gear ready for the wintertime. If you're not going to be, you know, a great uh, uh, fart. You know, if if you're putting up all your gear because you can't get the kayak out because of ice, talk about how to get your gear winterized correctly. So this way in the springtime, it's a few little things, rocking and rolling. Be a great night. We have a lot of fun. And always remember that there are three kayak fishing radio shows for everyone to enjoy every week. Monday night is the Redfish Chuck Show, and he is absolutely awesome. We'll talk about some crappy too next week too. Just remind me, y'all. you got to make sure you show up. Because every Wednesday night, I'm here. Wednesday night at 8. If I'm not, I'll put out a post. Okay. Um, but Monday nights, 8 o'clock, same place, is Redfish Chuck show. He's got Alan and Peppy and all the rest of the crew there. It's always a great show. <laughs> okay. Now. Wednesday nights, you're with me, the Low Sodium Show. We're going to talk freshwater fishing like a toe. All right? And Thursday night is the Godfather Show. So get yourself over there tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, same time as everyone else's. All right? And listen to the Godfather. Give him some love, some respect. All right? Without him, we would not be here. With that being said, I'd like to thank everyone for showing up tonight. Tammy, Uno Moss, Vicky. Yak Chum, uh, Marty for calling in. Remember, folks, call in, please, 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 please. Uh, it helps <laughs> uh, draw out my show a little bit. Don't hear me talking the whole time. Um, we need to draw your show as much as we can sometimes. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Um, 
But I cannot thank y'all enough for showing up and and giving us the support we need to to keep this going. Um, my personal sponsors, big big thank you. Um, or Jacks of Kayak, Orca Coolers, Bull Bay Rods, Unfair Lures, Tommy Head Jigs, and all of those out there that that support me and my ventures um, in the fishing world. I cannot thank y'all enough. So with that being said, I hope everyone has a great night. Stay safe. Stay warm, except for all you in Florida. I hate you. Um, <laughs> I really hope that uh, uh, you, you have a great time. <laughs> um, have you ever chipped three inches of snow out of the uh, inside of your, your yak? <laughs> yes, I have. It sucks. That's what I did today. <laughs> yeah, because the last thing you want to have happen is for you to be chipping that ice. And cracked the hole. Yeah, uh, we'll talk yeah, it was about ice, that. Then it melted a little bit, and then it froze. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Uh oh, that's not good." Uh, we'll talk about winter riding yeah. and kayak. Well, uh, next week. Yeah, we'll so, talk about that next week too. You like these little teasers I'm coming up with, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Ready to go? Now I got <laughs> more work to do. Um, so with that being said, I thank everyone for showing up tonight. Uh, please take a kid fishing, take him hunting. Get him out in the outdoors. A kid who hunts, traps, and fishes doesn't deal, steal, or murder. Simple as that. Always wear your PFD. It does you no good if it's floating away from you as you're drowning. Now does it. And always remember, if you get out fishing this week or this weekend, to get your fish on, man. <laughs> good night, everybody. I think we're going to go out with a little bit of kayak, girl. As soon as I find it, I just thought that, you know, I haven't done a song at the end of the show. Time for me to do a song. Why can I not find it? There it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, Kayak Girl, as we go head out, thank everybody for showing up. This is Mark Landy, Crew Wheeler, signing out. Later, y'all. She was 21, a looking fine. She got a money to this heart of mine. She told me her name, not on her mind. She said, what's up? You think it's about time, so we're just nervous. Paddled away, I thought this would be another lazy day. Thought it was time for me to take a dip, so she checked me with a paddle and I went flip. Paddle hard and paddle fast, all the man I paddle, paddle pass. Hard while she rocks my boat, I'm just trying to stay afloat. Paddle hard and paddle fast, all the man I paddle, paddle pass. Hard while she rocks my world, forever she will be my kayak girl. Hey, kayak guy, my knees started shaking, the water starts to swirl.